and welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is Suspiria, directed by Dario Argento, starring Jessica Harper and Stefania Cassini. My name is Cameron Tuttle, and I'm joined with Isaac Ransom. Isaac, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm a little scatterbrained. You know, life is moving quick, and I've been feeling very thankful lately, Cameron. I've been I feel like I've I've felt quite reflective in a positive way. Um, you know, I was kind of I was kind of looking for a soul searching movie and. This movie was not that at all. You know, I was like, I was like a little. I, I could go for some coming of age, and I did not feel any of that with this. Um, so not really. I <laughs> yeah, but I've been feeling nostalgic, thankful. Like that's always a good um, feeling that sort of arises in the fall for me. You know, obviously with just more family oriented holidays and whatnot. I think, um, and of course in, in my personal life, I'm like about to get married. That that kind of it's just. It feels like a, a lot of like wow, you know, reflection. Wow. So um, overall, good. Surprised how much I've been getting done, but I've been really leaning into checklists because I feel so emotionally uh, all over the place that I'm like, I think I just need to focus on getting this checklist done. But maybe that's too much information. Cameron, yeah. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I uh, I've just been uh, just working and you know doing my thing. Um, it's been weird cause I, I've felt like, um, like I, w- I went to, a um, kind of a, just a random comedy show at, uh, at a brewery just by myself. I was just like, I don't know. I'm free. It's Friday. I'm just gonna relax. And I haven't actually done anything like <laughs> in a long time. You know what I mean? Um, so it was nice to just kind of relax and do something for myself. And I've also been playing guitar a lot more weirdly enough oh my gosh Um, i have to geek out right now cameron because (laughs) i think i spent the last two hours messing with my pedal board just frustrated with my um like my my sound um because i'm i'm supposed to be playing at a church on thursday this uh it's just like a like a worship night thing and I always do this thing where I take apart my pedal board and um, yeah, they were just, uh, it was, it's basically a friend of mine was like, just come out, just play rhythm. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Like I, I, I do not want to learn any leads right now. I don't have the capacity for that, but playing chords, like that's easy. That's fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just frustrated because I get, I have like a beautiful clean sound, but just like that, like the grunge like sound, I cannot find a good balance of like, like sometimes guitar, like you get you. I'm either in the deep bumblebee fuzz, you know, where I sound like mm-hmm. Nirvana or you know something really crunchy, um, or I'm like way too clean, and then it sounds really like almost like Chili Peppers strumming, which I'm like, oh, that's not what I want, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know why after work I was trying to dial that in and I wanted to like throw my guitar across the room, but that's good. I'm glad you're playing, dude. I'm. Uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I picked up like an older-ish um, multi-effects pedal um, for for pretty cheap, and I've just been playing around with it because um, I sold all my gear a bun- like a couple years ago. Um, so I've just been, uh, I don't know, I've been playing and wanting to regain my what it what it, what it used to be, <laughs> you know, uh, which. 
you know, it's it's taking a little bit, but I feel like I am, you know, slowly working up to to my to my old ways. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's a good time, but it's it just, it definitely is like a time sink because because now I'm like trying to learn this new um, this new pedal board and you know it's it's kind of complicated. It's more complicated than the ones I've worked with um, before. So I'm just like you know working on it and. Well, okay, just, okay. Just right, I got two questions for you, Cameron. Number yeah. one, where did you buy the multi effects thing from? Craigslist. I knew it. I knew it. Of course. <laughs> and Come what? On. And what's the brand? What's the brand? What is it? It's a Line Six Pod Five Hundred X. Okay, okay. You know, I actually, you know, uh, Line Six has really upped their game on multi effects. So I ain't gonna. Diss, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna diss Line Six. A lot of people think of, you know, the Spider. That was my first amp. Yeah. yeah but uh <laughs> i now now i know a lot of people that play that are professional like basically professional level musicians that play with helix which is like their that's their top of the line yeah one. but and then they have the pod go which is like it's basically the newer version of this one yeah so. yeah yeah uh, but i i will say you know they 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 go back to the early 2000s with the DL4. It's got that they have like these delay algorithms that are iconic and people like to, you know, dump on line 6, but you know, don't 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 be hating. Don't be hating. I feel like there's a lot of good sounds, Cameron. Don't be frustrated. Uh but line 6, yeah, they are they really do let you dive into the the weeds with the menu items. I think that's probably why I was angry today cuz I was just <laughs> messing with it uh yeah. to the point of wanting to you know, just end it all. So have you been watching anything good? Uh, just, just still kind of plugging away on Breaking Bad. And then, um, we, me and Juza watched Barbarian, which I think we'll probably end up talking about next week as in sort of, a um, obviously as people, some people know you're going to get married soon. Um, and we're going to, <laughs> have to sub uh juzo in for you so um i think we might end up talking about that or we'll do something um i don't know we'll see but i th- i think i really really liked barbarian i thought it was so um so good yeah it, <laughs> really it's really interesting because juzo recommended it personally to me and <laughs> i i i don't know if it's a movie i'll like but i will say i don't think i don't think there's any other movie that i really want to go see right now um in theaters so I, I i'm not sure like maybe someday i'll get around to seeing it but i have a feeling i'm gonna miss this one in, in the theaters although i did want to see it so yeah um, no i mean i <laughs> i would also recommend it to you but um it is it is scary i mean it it is scary i will say as far as the horror movies that i mean even on this show like it, most of the horror movies that i've suggested are kind of on that uh, maybe like on the brink of scary um and you know t- sometimes tap into scary sometimes tap into um funny or or a little bit over the top um that's kind of what i like um something like evil dead or something you know or this movie i think this movie is a great example of that but um but this movie is actually genuinely scary um <laughs> and it is also really really funny um surprisingly so um yeah it 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 straddles the line like on the two opposite opposite ends so wow um, i would be interested to to see what you thought about it uh, for sure well i will ask do you think because we did watch hereditary on the show cameron yeah do you think it's like at that level of scare because that movie to me yeah it it felt 
pretty like maxed out on horror and creepy, but it was also the kind that sort of made you like, oh, like I I don't know why I'm intrigued, even though it's grueling. I don't remember very much comedy in it though. Um no, 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 no. Hereditary is not funny at all. Um, yeah, Hereditary is one of those very special movies that um, is so horrifying. But most of the most of the worst horror actually happens before all the scary stuff happens. So it's like it 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 really is like a um, uh, it's a strange movie in that way. But uh, I I think I think it's it's maybe a little bit scarier in terms well i don't know it's hard to say it it has some it has some like some real jump scares um mm. as far as like that that kind of thing goes um which hereditary kind of stays away from um but it is less scary conceptually and it really has a great um i don't know i don't want to say too much but um it 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 I would say it's a similar level and hereditary makes like sits with you in terms of the, the horror elements to it. It probably sits with you longer than, than barbarian. I think barbarian, you can kind of come away, um, in like, a uh, you know, in like an applause more than like, uh, Oh, oh man. Right. <laughs> that right. You, that you do from hereditary. Yes, yeah. that's true. Um, I do remember that movie leaving you kind of, strange in the gut you know you're like what the? yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah no I, I definitely tend to lean towards horror that is less jump scary so i don't know I, I i'm not sure if this is a movie that would work with me but i him i'm my interest is peaked i do think i want to give it a shot eventually so i think it's worth it i think it's worth it for sure see it in theaters too because um i think i don't know um, I don't know what it is, but and I'll talk about it with with this movie. But seeing a horror movie in theaters, um, or a really great horror movie in theaters, there's something kind of special about the audience experience to it. Um, and yeah, uh, so anyways, um, that's that's kind of what I've been watching about. We'll we'll probably talk about it uh, next week for for the for the podcast. So that's a really interesting point, though. You bring it up about horror movies like in a in a large group theater it almost it feels very like collective brotherhood or sisterhood when you're like trying to get yeah. through it together as an audience <laughs> it's it's very yeah. special and everybody's everybody's feeling the same thing everybody's got that like that like on totally on edge and then when something happens you know people are people are freaked out um it's great i mean it's a great um mo- the the best all of my favorite horror movies in the past uh, that I've, I guess that I've seen at all have been, have been in the theaters, um, and have been just, just amazing theater experiences. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It just makes me think about Jordan Peele's movies. Like I think that really amplified us for me when I went and saw it and, oh, yeah, and me considering too. watching Nope, the audience was hungry for that. And it was mm-hmm. interesting to see how the tension in the room like kind of responded to a movie that was very different um, when mm-hmm. they were expecting that, especially with the opening of that movie where you're like, oh, yeah, like we're in it. We're in we're in this roller coaster. And then it kind of, you know, turns left and right differently. So I, I don't know. Um, inter- I think that that warrants a deeper conversation. I think you should get back to that with your barbarian review. Um, yeah. 
I have not been watching much, but I have watched a spooky movie. Oh, uh, yeah. It, I don't know the full title, but it's Scooby-Doo 2. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I watched this movie. Scooby-Doo 2, the live action one? Yes, yeah. And I was pretty surprised because I, I'm just... Monsters Unleashed? Yes, Monsters Unleashed, okay, yeah. got it. Um, I think this movie is is so off the rails. Like, I just... <laughs> I it's I, James Gunn's name is attached to it, so you know. I think it's just kind he wrote of wrote it. It's it's a little bit like who is this movie for? Because it doesn't feel like it's appropriate for kids, and it mm-hmm. also is a little too childish for adults. But it it's like I don't know. I, Juliana, when we were watching it, she was like, "This is my kind of movie," you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, I don't think you should see this film. Um, but I will give it credit where credit's due. They do sort of um, an interesting idea with Scooby-Doo where they they, they pull um, like all of the villains from the first season of Scooby-Doo, which I love that first season. And they like put all of those like suits in a museum display, which is also very Scooby Doo, like being in a museum. And I just felt like they respected a lot of the source material in it. Um, and I was just kind of surprised by that. There's also like I think they were like uh, associate like saying that the characters were adults actually, and they solved all those mysteries when they were like teenagers or younger. So that was kind mm. of a confusing aspect to the film. Um, it's pretty trash, but I have to say it was cool to see uh, live action versions of those uh, season one villains that I I don't know. I li- I love the original um, seasons of Scooby-Doo. Just grew up on that. So um, the- I remember watching those movies as a kid and being very confused because they were they were pretty, pretty inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we were we were kind of at the age where like a PG Scooby-Doo movie. That was, uh, we, yeah, let's go see it with the family or whatever, you know, uh, but it, it kind of is not really a, that family of a movie and it's not very good either. That's what I remember. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think my parents watched the first one and they were like, you guys can skip this one. Um, it, the <laughs> something about it though, like, um, a, a few weeks back, Juliana like turned on the Sonic movie on Netflix or something like that just to spite me. Cause I really didn't want to watch it. Um, and like it had this car chase scene that is genuinely like copy pasted uh, in my mind, like to another car chase scene and Scooby Doo. And I'm like, this is just like, I just was so exhausted watching that in Sonic and seeing it in Scooby Doo. I was like, I think they just like, they must have like a storyboard where they can kind of like carbon copy, you know, certain aspects of a car chase or something. But so so boring at least i gotta give credit to the batman because that car chase scene is pretty good that's probably the only the the main part of that movie that i really love but nevertheless uh i i did also watch uh most of andor i know i mentioned it a little bit i have not seen the final Mm -hmm. episode but i'm kind of curious about this show it does something that i enjoy which is um character development none of the star wars uh (laughs) Shows seem to do that, and it's extremely slow because they want you to stick with these characters. You don't know them. You don't care about them, and they're like, we're actually going to write them, and so it's nothing super special yet, 
Um, but I'm mm-hmm. I've been so surprised that they basically drawn out five episodes of character drama and that's about it that's happened there's not really been very much action for a star wars show um and so i think it's all culminating to what they've been building up to um so i'm excited to see how that concludes um but that's about it for what i've been watching i did play more god of war but it's not a gaming podcast it's a movie podcast and that's why we're going to be talking about suspiria Uh, you can support this podcast at patreon.com slash ecfs productions throw a couple dollars our way get exclusive benefits uh, have your questions read on the show patrons make sure you write into our dms uh not write in type in whatever to our dms and we will read your questions on air don't forget to do it you guys have that benefit um and if you don't have a few dollars it's all good you can support us by giving us a rating on itunes that helps the show grow, sharing the show, all that stuff helps. Cameron, give us context, background into Suspiria. Suspiria. Um, this is a bit of a cult movie, sort of. Um, it's strange because um, I saw this in theaters and everybody else knew what uh, what this was about. This was like one of those movies that you go into where it's like, it's um, okay, I, I'm going to make this comparison and don't take it the wrong way because I think it is, I, I do think it's a, uh, it is a really good movie. Um, but it, you know, when, when there are like screenings of the room and everybody has like spoons and they do like the whole shtick, you know, everybody, everybody's like there and they're kind of in on the premise of the movie. Um, I went to a screening of Suspiria and everybody was there and in it and they knew the whole thing. And it was like, it was it was a it was a blast. It was a total blast. Um, but it was strange because I had never heard of this movie before. Um, it was one that like just you know flew over my head. Um, and then you know watching it in theaters, I was like, everybody apparently <laughs> knows like what this is. Um, Suspiria is directed by Dario Argento, um, who is very famous for uh, creating a style of Italian movies called Giallo. Um, and their base, their ba- Giallo is basically like kind of dirty paperback novels, uh, that were sold in, in Italy. Um, they're, I think they're called like yellow, yellow paper, yellow books. Um, and, uh, basically they were like murder, sexy murder mysteries, uh, that, uh, you know, people liked in, in the sixties and seventies. Um, and then, you know, they were turned into movies and they kind of had this very over the top dramatized style, um, kind of a, uh, they have, they have certain, um, certain tropes like within the horror genre. Um, they're, they're always known for having, you know, a kind of a black gloved, uh, knife wielding killer, um, and usually they're pretty gruesome and, and kind of over the top. Um, this technically isn't a giallo, although it's, um, there's some similarities I would say. Um, and it, it definitely has the stylistic, um, you know, flair of, of a giallo movie. Uh, but Argento, that's, that's kind of what he's known for. Um, this came out in the seventies. Honestly, I don't really know um, how well it did in theaters. Um, I, I guess I could look that up, but I, I think it did like kind of mediocre, uh, but over the years with home video and with, with blockbuster and whatnot, I think it just has gained traction, um, and really has become one of those, those like classic seventies horror movies that is kind of unlike anything, 
um, that was being made in America at the time and kind of since it has it has a certain um, uniqueness to it, I think um, that you know it's it's a very it's a very strange movie it's not very uh <laughs> uh you can't really pin pin a um a genre on it i mean it is horror but um it kind of has this supernatural uh european element to it that is um is just very interesting but it's about a um an american woman uh who her name's susie and she travels to germany i think um to uh, join a ballet academy. Um, and as she's, as she starts, she's kind of, um, there's, well, I, I guess, uh, in the very beginning, um, she witnesses something that will later go on to be, um, a series of kind of strange and bizarre deaths surrounding the, um, the school and people, you know, who are, who are involved with the school. And I guess that's that's all I'll say in terms of, um, you know, without without spoilers for now. But um, kind of the 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 stylistic flourishments of this movie are, I think, why it has such a um, renown. I mean, it's it's a um, the lighting is very flashy and it is very um, bold with primary colors every screenshot you see is just like this, this strange, like red and blue and green and orange, you know, lighting situation, which is very, it's very beautiful and kind of haunting, uh, within the set of the, of the school. And then I think the one thing that people really tend to, to focus on with this movie a lot is that amazing score by the band Gremlin, um, which I think is just so, uh, you, you mean um, it's kind of you mean goblin goblin yeah, goblin yeah. yeah that's it um yeah not gremlin that's a different movie um <laughs> very different show um yeah by by the band goblin and they they have just this um it's almost like there's like there's like this like tingling kind of music and then there's there's like a section of of kind of like almost like metal without the distortion is very strange and interesting. And there's like a lot of screaming <laughs> and, and like whispering in the background. It's, it's like this, I don't know. It's just so beautiful. Just listen to the score. If you don't want to watch the movie, yes, true. cause it is so good. Um, but yeah, I would say, um, to me, like I kind of mentioned with, with barbarian, this movie is one that if, if the Alamo draft house is playing, I'm going to go see again because it's so much fun to see in theaters. Um, and I was, as I was saying earlier, it has this, um, this very strange tightrope walk of being kind of, uh, kind of scary, um, and very intense in, in certain sequences. Um, and then being very goofy and funny, uh, in other, in other sequences. And it, and it has this, um, this over the top style that, um, you know, you, you do, it's, it's not, I don't know if it's intentionally funny, but it is, um, it does come across as, as being very funny in moments. Uh, but, uh, but always right after there is like an actual moment of, um, of, of tenseness and moment of kind of, um, uh, you know, being, being, 
that that suspense that you get from from a, a lot of great horror movies where you're waiting for for the moment to happen um but anyways uh I, as you can probably tell i really like this movie i i know it's not for everybody um uh, but i i am curious to see what you what you think of this movie <laughs> yeah i i had heard of this film because of the recent remake i think um mm-hmm. yeah and I know that uh, there was some conversation on Half in the Bag and you and I both, or, or uh, maybe like a review, something from Red Letter Media where they were talking about it. And I think I watched a little bit of that, um, but it's completely voided from my memory. I just remember they talked about the movie. I really didn't know anything about this film going into it. There was something about it that I kind of initially was like, this movie's not for me. I'm not like really interested in this too much. Um and I think within the first 15 minutes that it changed my mind pretty quickly. I think a huge part of it has to do with Goblin score. Um, yeah. There 100%. is an element to this film that feels like an iconic music video uh, from its opening moments. And it, it as a creation, right? It is something that probably a small team of people put together and pushed themselves creatively to, to, to seal up, right? Like to me, it's an inspiring film. Uh, if you want to just look at it as some sort of a creative endeavor, I feel like you can look at it and, and realize like how much intention and blood, sweat and tears was, was put into something that looks so interesting and unique and, and, stimulating when you're watching it on yeah. screen. Right. And I was able to appreciate it, um, from the get go f- for those reasons alone. Um, and by the time the credits rolled, I was pretty surprised how they were able to wrap up everything and kind of conclude the story and have me bought in, um, from where I was at the beginning. I do think that this movie is strange. I think that there is a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a, uh, <laughs> Uh, like I think this this film has some disturbing things, but it's dated, and so I think it's Definitely. kind of uh, almost more like like it's a film that I was like, oh, I I, I can't watch this movie with Juliana; it's gonna be too scary. But I, now I wish that we had watched it together because I feel like like her as a creative, like she would have been like, oh wow, like this is giving me ideas for some sort of like music video it feels mm. um I, the other the other comparison i want to bring up is is almost like alice in wonderland ish um where yeah, absolutely it it it's like a character enters this world that they don't know very much about it's extremely colorful but it's it's almost like leaning i like what you said like there's a european horror to it um something about it uh to me had like some sort of eastern european tie um, with some of the architecture felt sort of Soviet to me. I'm not sure why I was feeling that way. I know that's not necessarily where it takes place. Uh, it doesn't take place in Russia, but, um, it is in Germany, but that, I mean, it was, I mean, it was West Germany, obviously, cause they were, they weren't making movies in right. um, East Germany at that time. Well, I mean, like very mildly, but, um, the, the that that is actually interesting that you bring that up because 
Um, that is actually a major theme in the new Suspiria, which I didn't, I don't like as much at all. Actually, I, I'm kind of like, um, I don't know. I'm uh, not bothered by it, but I, I definitely like feel. I don't know. I think, I think this movie is so much more charming. But anyways, that's a totally different conversation. Uh, but interesting that you brought up sort of the kind of strange architecture and like this. Um, it is very like like almost like castle like or like well, when you yeah when you yeah sorry I didn't mean to cut you off Cameron no I, no 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 yeah I just was what I was gonna finish is like it they mix this Soviet style with um something that reminds me of like gothic vampires you know um mm-hmm. where it it has that like like kind of harsh um it almost feels like some kind of like communist like oppression over it. Um, maybe it's just all the harsh reds and then mixed with like strange statues or gargoyles or, you know, weird sculptures that make you feel like there's, there's something, um, yeah, like, like you were saying, like it, it, it feels like it could be attached, um, to something out of like Bloodborne or, so, or one of those like, uh, medieval fantasy games. Right. Um, so I think the aesthetic really surprised me and I I cannot shy away from Goblin soundtrack because it genuinely is so ahead of its time for what yeah, it's doing. 100%. And it, 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 like like the whole time I was listening to it I was like I hear elements of what Hans Zimmer's known for uh, in Christopher Nolan's films. Um, the pulsing low bass note that's just like kind of filling the sound. It actually reminded me the most of uh, Modern Warfare 2019 score, um, which was weird, uh, where it has like this menu music where the low bass is just like boom, 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 boom. And there's like kind of like this other sound. This movie has a very similar thing where the bass is just kind of like boom 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 and then there's like these weird chants and things like that so it mixes things that are very modern uh with probably a little more (laughs) unsettling um i like what you you brought up metal it it did um remind me of things that were in the dune soundtrack although dune has much more of a um middle eastern influence where mm-hmm. this, I yeah. think, is is probably more like Nordic black metal influence, yeah, and in like it. classical and that sort. Of, I mean, this was this was pre metal entirely, yeah, basically, um, all, just about. It's like right on the cusp, um, and so th- this has some of those, um, those beautiful like, but I, it's like borrowing from classical music, um, in that way, where it's like, um, has these these very dark and elegant licks. Um, that are just kind of these, you know, these like strange arpeggios that leave you like floating, uh, like, you know, in, in basically just being mysterious, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the sound that they're going for is, is Mr. Ominous mystery, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, I, I also think that there's like bits and pieces of techno in it as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, it, the score is inspiring and mixed with what you were talking about with the harsh lighting, uh, and the vibrant colors and shadows in this movie. Um, it's kind of hard as a creative to watch this film and not find something to be excited about, you know? Uh, 
I think if I was just sitting there trying to like take in the plot, um, there's I like what you said how there there are bits that are kind of funny because they're so like corny, but <laughs> the, the 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 movie like really does sway in a weird way around tense scenes that yeah. you can't really quite explain. Um, and I guess semi spoiler, but like the moment with like the maggots is like just so disturbing. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and also kind of goofy. Like it's the, the direct response in the story after uh, the maggot scene is kind of funny, you know, like everyone's like, like it feels like a camp movie, right? Yeah. Like, where yeah they're like, oh, exactly. gross. Like who, who put the, you know, who put the sewage in the lunch this time, you know? And it's like, what the, like it, 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 it does a very strange thing with its, um, with its tense, disturbing horror, uh, usually making kind of light of it afterwards. Um, yeah. And I think that's, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I've seen a horror movie that that's able to um, engage the audience in, in like a tense way, then kind of laugh it off and move on to the next tense bit. Um, I think that's true with uh, the blind guy's death. Um, everything in that scene is like, you feel like you're in some kind of purgatory with him. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. extremely, um, lonely and eerie. And then his death and the, and the, re the response with that is pretty like, I mean, maybe it's just corny now, but, um, it's done in a way that feels kind of, it feels a little tongue in cheek still for the time I would say. Um, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think his is the one that maybe is the most, um, close to something that you would get in a, in a modern horror movie. Um, a lot of the other deaths because they're so stylized, um, there's something about them that, that make them kind of hilarious and horrifying at the same time. You know, they're both like, like, ah, and like, wow, that's so funny. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to. Um, okay, let's let's actually go into into spoilers. I think uh, maybe sure. That's, that's a, a well, good... I mean, do we want to do we want to? I guess give some recommendations before we fully spoil stuff, so people can decide if they want to watch that. This yes. this movie, yeah. Like, this is not a. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I really thought that this movie would be disturbing and weird and artsy, but I think the pacing is quick. I think it's nice and short. I think there's enough creative excitement about this film that you can go in and watch it and be like, wow, like, I'm kind of inspired in some weird way. Um, again, like, the the setting and the style of this movie is not something I'd be drawn towards at all. Um, and I guess we didn't really talk about the plot, but it followed... Well, yeah, you, you summarized it, but... Yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much because you kind of you kind of do want to go in blind in some ways. I think, I think with most with most horror movies, you you want to go in a little bit um, a little bit cold. And I would say don't don't look up anything in terms of the plot here because I think I think some of the surprises are are part of the fun of of watching this movie in a lot of ways. So 
yeah, there's there's um very stylistic opening. There's beautiful colors, interesting filmmaking. Then you get wrapped into kind of a mystery um mm-hmm. story. You get some of those more absurd uh horror deaths and I think the mystery elements really ramp up towards the end where you suddenly become very invested. Um, there's, I had this strange feeling um, where the movie becomes kind of like, um, I don't know, like I, 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 it, was, it was reminding me of, of scenes in National Treasure, uh, which was kind of weird. It was um, reminding me of moments in Alien where uh, the main character is extremely likable and you're rooting for her and you want you want to uncover stuff and she's scared but she's still strong which i think um i i don't know like i i've like she won me over a lot and so i don't know like it's it's weird because i don't want to recommend this movie but there's so much about it that i like i think it's a really fun movie to discuss and uh at the very least you should listen to um the score so yeah 100 uh, I, I, well, I i do give it high praise i i'd say yeah, I would say I think I think the goofiness can be a turnoff for people who are looking for a horror movie, if that makes sense. But I think for people who are wanting something that's kind of spooky, but is also really interesting and unique and unlike anything else, who can maybe even enjoy some of the goofier elements of the movie, um, I think this is totally worth the watch. And it does, I don't want to dismiss the horror aspects of it because it does give you the suspense that you're looking for in a horror movie. I just don't think it's like, it's not like that scary you know so this is a this is i would say this is even a good transition movie for people who are like yeah i'm not like that into horror movies but i would kind of be interested in something that's like a little bit spooky and you know has those those halloween elements like this is i i also think this is you know again that this might be disparaging but this is a great movie that you can put on like like at a Halloween party or something, you know, cause like you want those, like it, it just has these, like these wonderful, um, just like classic looking moments where it's like everything, every shot is so beautiful. And then, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's just, it just evokes that sense of like, you know, being watched on at like 2am at like a pizza place you know in october or something oh, you know what yeah. i mean like no it's, devil, it, it's i was thinking about it i was like yeah it's not really a crowd pleaser and then i was thinking about a halloween party and it's like i think this movie does have something about it where if you turned it on people would be like wow this is trash what is this and then somehow get wrapped into watching it you know yeah um, yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah and so i i i think i recommend it in that regard again like i don't like scary movies i think this movie's difficult to find um, I had to watch it on a streaming service called Canopy, which is like some like knowledge learning movie thing. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, so it, and and I do want to also uh, emphasize, as Cameron was saying, this is not the Suspiria remake. So do not watch that one on Amazon because I have a feeling that's not as funny. Um, so no, no, it's not. <laughs> that's, it's not. That might be a much different experience. It um, will be. So. Yeah, I, I I think if what we're talking about peaks interest, give give it a whirl. Um, 
I we we got to get into spoilers because I think there's a lot to talk about. Cameron, where did you want to go with that? Yeah, well, I was just gonna say. I mean, the um, Susie's friend's death um, is like the one for me that I love that whole sequence um, because because it it I don't know how it does it, but you know she's um, you know she kind of figures something out and then. Uh, the the light turns on in her room and so she's like she has to get out of there right and i love that sequence it's it's scary and it has those elements that you want of being like don't go in there you know where it's right, like right. it's like don't don't open that door don't do whatever and then her her actual death i think is just the most hilarious and goofy thing in the movie maybe it really is she <laughs> <laughs> and it was and that was what i was noticing was when i watched it in theaters for the first time was her death everybody started laughing and clapping and cheering and everyone was like yeah you know because it's so funny <laughs> and and it's just such a great moment of of like it's so weird the visual of it where she jumps into that pit of like wires yeah <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. confusing you're like what is happening yeah who, who and stored she... <laughs> all the world war ii uh like uh barbed wire in a room like a I slinky know, exactly. stacked it's, up it makes it's no so sense crazy <laughs> and but it like you know they obviously like had a bunch of wire and like they actually did that and she's like tangled up in it and, like it looks kind of painful and like you know whatever else and so like I don't know. To me, to me, I love that whole sequence because it's it it's the perfect, um, it's the perfect moment of of all the tension kind of being released, even though it still is c- kind of horrifying. You know, she's like stuck in a pit of of barbed wire, and you know, and then someone comes in and stabs her to death, <laughs> and then you know, and it's like it's like that should be you know a scary moment. I and I think maybe originally it kind of was a scary moment, but it's one of those things now where you're like, that is so weird, so off the wall, and so funny looking that I just can't help but but love it you know there's something about it that I just I just can't get over yeah um, it kind of has the what the heck kind of feeling right Where yeah she's well about- and then <laughs> the thing about she's obviously you know it's supposed to be in the dark but but it's so bright because every every shot is like like shockingly brightly lit um and so she just jumps into this pit where you're like you're like you couldn't just see that like what was happening in this room you know um so it's just it's just hilarious everything about that scene is scary and hilarious and like that's that's what i love about this movie is like there's so there's there's a handful of those moments where you're like nothing else is is really like this nowadays and i think if you made a movie like this it would be kind of taken as a joke um but in in this way it just it just works and and i love i love the opening moment um where she she looks out and she sees the she kind of sees a head at first um do you know did you notice this um the opening where she's in the in the bedroom the wind blows the um the windows back and then she closes the window and she's kind of looking out oh yeah dude that was actually which, scary that was yeah which scary. is a great it's yeah. a great moment um uh but but she she's looking out and she sees a head at first and then the eyes come in and they're really goofy looking yeah, and like yeah, kind yeah. of stupid. Um, 
but but it is scary. I mean, it is still scary. It's a really scary moment. And then, the, you know, the hand comes and just like her face is pressed against the window and it gets thrown through the upstairs glass. It's just amazing. It's like there's so much. I think I think what it is, is it's the um, the it's it's shockingly unique for a movie that is, um, you know, 50, almost 50 years old at this point, you know. It it has just such a sense of being um, unlike anything that I've ever seen, uh, with the weird um, deaths and all the all the strange twists and turns that that go on with the I mean the witches is like is like such a weird curveball to this movie like kind of almost at the end you know mm. it's like thir- like not sixty minutes into the movie you're you're like okay so what is this about <laughs> you know what i mean and and like they like they've been saying witch on the soundtrack but it's like you know it's kind of whispered or whatever but um i don't know when did you pick up on the 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 witches thing i don't um, know i for some reason i knew about it i'm not sure why oh, okay okay could have um, yeah it could have been the Suspiria, the review or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think somehow that was spoiled for me. I think that's also what kind of like took interest away because I just don't care about witches and um. But but I will say like as it was kind of going along, I was like, you know, there's something about this movie that uh sort of reminds me of like the little bits and pieces I saw of Harry Potter, um, mm-hmm. with the like the the I students, you know, um, kind of running around the halls and there's a bunch of mysteries and things like there's that. There's a, yeah, total, actually a, a 100%. Um, and I was going to say that there's a moment, uh, in the movie where they, the maggots fall down and then they all get, um, kind of sent to the cafeteria base or the dancing room basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, to sleep. Um, and there's a, there's, you know, a very similar moment that happens, I think in, uh, the third Harry Potter um, when the, the, the portrait of the fat lady gets, uh, gets torn, um, and they all have to sleep downstairs in the, uh, um, in the great hall. And I think it's like, it's, it's, I think it's styled kind of similarly to this, to this movie. So it's interesting how that, how that kind of carries over being a witch movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, the only thing I don't really like about the witches as an adversary is that they don't really like, I never understand the mechanics. It's the problem that I have with Harry Potter where yeah. they just pull <laughs> solutions out of nowhere. They're like, Oh, didn't you know this is a book or something? And I don't mind like a specific character kind of being used as like a, you know, get out of jail free card for stuff. But that's kind of the problem that I've had with most of, um, like that sort of thing. I, I did find the conclusion of this movie, uh, to be satisfying, there was something about um, her taking out the witch that felt earned, um, and still clever as well. Where she seems to be like this ominous force that's impossible to take out, but really she's just sitting right in front of her to stab. Um, and I, I think enemies like that are, um, I don't know. There's there's something about it where they're like. They seem, again, kind of that Wizard of Oz thing where the king seems huge, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then he's really the small guy behind the curtain. And I think think that's just a great, um, I don't know. I I just think 
it makes it makes the um main character not only seem strong but it makes them seem smart too right um, right which yeah yeah you kind of have to outsmart a witch in some ways yeah like that that's the yeah i i agree with you because the the problem with witches is always the mechanics of it but the mystery behind it is kind of what's intriguing about about you know it story-wise where it's like it's like you want someone who's kind of this mysteriously powerful but kind of doing you know bad dark things on the side and you're not really sure how uh but you you know there has to be some way to 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 stop them or whatever um but but i I agree with you that I I love the I love that last confrontation because it's both um, well it's it it is again it it is that scary element where she she walks in and she finds the 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 body of her of her dead friend and then she she kind of goes deeper and and you know darker into the into the corridor um, and finds you know the uh, lady Marcos and, um, and, you know, there's something scary about, about her being, you know, she's set up as, as this kind of, uh, both kind of a, a strange being in that she's, you know, supposedly been alive since the, you know, the 1810s or whatever. Um, and then also she has a, um, you know, she has a presence at the, at the, school that is known to people around but isn't isn't quite um you know it's mysterious you you don't know what she is exactly um and so i i do like the reveal and sort of how um uh it's she is a very creepy looking character too Um, yeah and the 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 old lady look um (laughs) is is uh you know, there's something about that that's uh, it's always kind of been very scary uh, to me, at least. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 But I know. I know what you mean. Like. Um, yeah. It's. It's. Uh, like the ancient evil, right? The yeah, ancient yeah. elderly evil, where they're they they've somehow kept themselves alive for a long time, and there's something just like, oh, we gotta, they just gotta get rid of that guy, you know. Um, I like the conversation with the professors, kind of explaining um, the lore, and that kind of bumped up the mystery aspect in that final confrontation where you're really bought in. Um, yeah, that scene the- always struck me as very strange. Um, uh. Cause like the, I mean, it's all just dialogue and it's very flat. Um, like it's shot very, very like, it's the only shot in the movie almost that, that is kind of just normal, you know? Yeah. It looks, it looks very like (laughs) sterile, like a Stanford commercial or something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's that, there, there's that one beautiful shot at the end where it kind of zooms into the, uh, um, into the the reflection in the window as they kind of wrap up their conversation, but pretty much everything else is very like, um, it's the it's the most flat and boring shot and scene in the movie. But but you kind of need it in that um, you know it helps kind of guide along the mystery. I just always found it to be a, like a. <laughs> just a weird like they no, couldn't find no. a library or something you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i think there's an element that serves where they're like okay we're gonna kind of do some 
expository dialogue and it's done very neutrally, but that stands out um, yeah, across yeah. the rest of the film. So you kind of suddenly start paying attention again because you're sort of just flowing with the film. Um, and then when you when when she returns back to the school, it's like, oh, like, you know, I feel like we know something now. And, right. Um, right. There's more information that we can we can use, but we still don't really know where or what, uh, you know, this this force is for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I was really surprised how the movie kind of wrapped up and I was more engaged by the end of it than I was from the start, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that this film must have had an, a, an impact on creatives. Um, yeah. And I don't, I think people that see it and understand it and are like all about it, they must think to themselves i know where so much of what is seen as creative today comes from you know even though of course this film has its own influences um there's so much i mean from comparing the score to what hans zimmer is acclaimed for now um and the like like the thing i couldn't stop thinking about with this film cameron as i looked at the budgets thirty-five thousand dollars. uh <laughs> With inflation, that would be $200,000 today. And I put it mm-hmm. in the calculator to figure it out. Um, it was either two hundred dollars or three hundred, dollars Still low. Sub-million. Um, and I was like, how is it that this movie looks so much more creative than like, <laughs> you know, a $20, billion, or a $20 million movie, you know? Um, it's just so like vibrant and full of kind of just like, even if you hate the movie, you can't deny that there's something going on there. That's like an incredible effort in resources and creativity. Um, it's, I think that's what really blew me away at the end of the day. And to think that the score because for me, the music was such a standout. Like, the score is what's um, imitated today successfully, I would say, and done with, I, th- I think, a kind of ferocious creativity still. Um, but it never gets to a point of absurdity that this movie makes it stand out like. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wowed by the movie. I'm just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how. Um, creative it was for thirty five thousand dollars. Just like wow, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is shocking, and and it's kind of in a time that um, I don't know. It's it's in this very strange like uh period for Italian movies. Like they have a very they have a renaissance post uh World War Two in terms of of art in like the fifties and sixties. Um. But it's it's called it's called neorealism, um, and it's a very straightforward. You know, it's about real life and kind of uh, dramatic movies. And then you know, after kind of these artists in you know, but mainly who I'm thinking of is Leone and and Argento, um, kind of pick up the mantle of doing, um, it's almost like doing American films, but so uniquely and over the toply 
Um, and and low budget. You know, all of these films were very low budget that, that we consider classics nowadays. Um, but but really kind of uh, using a, a unique lens to look at something that is, um, y- you know, I don't know, to just make something very unique and, and interesting. And I'm I'm happy it exists and it, it has such a cult following now because or you know, it has a little bit of a cult following now. I don't think it really is that. Um, I think it's still a rare film to find people talking about, actually. Um, yeah. So personally, I think um, I think it's one that if you can find and uh, if you are interested by it, it's it's well worth watching. It really just has so much uniqueness and artistry um, and just just beautiful look to it i i would love to like um i don't know i i love to 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 look at at those stills of just uh you know Susie, you know uh, and with red and blues and these kind of beautiful colors around um it's just i don't know it's just a gorgeous gorgeous movie um there's something about it that's that sticks in your head i think um long after you see it um and again like you said, inspiring that you could do it for, for such little money, um, back then. And, you know, what are we doing now? (laughs) Yeah. I think the acting is also something to give credit to. Um, because I, I, I don't think that there are stellar, just like breathtaking, like Leonardo DiCaprio performances. I don't think that's what this movie has, but, um, I think everyone fits in their place really well. Uh, the weird, absurd interactions between the characters come off as endearing instead of um, like horrendous performances. Uh, it's more of yeah. like, yeah, like, you know, they're just there being expressive and it's part of the script. It's part of the movie and it's like, it's cool, you know? I was, I was shocked because I looked up. Um, Emily's actress and she has um like a belt full of of movies under her name and stuff but I don't know like I, I think this movie is like the one that kind of stood out out of the films that I looked at that she had been in wait for um, who uh the the main character Susie yeah Susie sorry what did I say I think you said Emily was there another character named Emily who knows no the other one is Sarah and then Olga right is the yeah Olga, um, yeah, Olga's really good. Um, I love, yeah, I love that she's only really in like one scene, but um, it's it's kind of a an interesting, um, you know, I, I guess like similar to to um, to Carrie or something. There's like a little bit of hazing going on, and whatnot. When you, once you get to to someplace new, um, and the the teachers are always are are both very um, very like frank and um scary but not in a not in like a sinister way in like the way that you would think of as as like being afraid of your of your teacher just just kind of like a harshness to it um and and i like i like that a lot um yeah i mean i think i think it's tough because obviously the um the the dubbing and whatnot that they that they do for italian movies it can be a little bit off-putting um but I think they do a good job in this this movie. There's not too many moments of of really bad dubbing. It's it's mostly pretty good. 
Yeah, no, I I I noticed the dubbing, but I wasn't like, I I basically was like, I think there's dubbing going on, but I actually am having a hard time telling if there is or not. So I, I got to give it credit where where it's due. So yeah, um, yeah, I like the the head of the school, the like the woman who's like very proper. Uh, what's her name? I'm looking at Madame Madame, Blanc. Yeah, she's yeah. She is uh very straightforward and um is it Miss Tanner? She the other Mm -hmm. one? The the like blonde one, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot of characters there that I think they're engaging, they're fun to watch on screen, and they never do anything too um shameful, I guess. Like nothing to make you be like Boo! They're always um, pleasant to watch on screen. I think that that's yeah. that's hard to do as a as an uh, actor or actress. You know, there's it's it's like <laughs> I feel like I, I mean maybe after watching Scooby Doo, right? <laughs> there's there's a uh, actors in that movie where it's like okay, like this is just it's overbearing or you're trying to have so much fun with the role that it's kind of annoying or something like right, that, right, right. Um, and yeah, this this movie, um, everyone's fun to watch on screen. So, um, that pretty much wraps up my thoughts about it. I was pretty shocked by this movie in terms of like what I felt about it. Um, yeah, I'm glad so, you liked it. Yeah, I, th- I think it was I, it was a great pick, and um, I was really surprised. Like by the end, I was like, that was good. You know, it kind of reminded me of um, my. Like, I think Alien is a movie that I'm drawn to more. Um, and mm-hmm. that's late 70s. Um, so maybe, I don't know, some inspiration or something. Um, but I kind of doubt it. But um, but I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. For me, um, it's kind of all that I want in a, in like a movie for this season. You know, I want yeah. something that's, that's enjoyable, that's, spooky and it does have those intense um you know suspenseful moments um but you you know it's not too, it doesn't take itself too seriously it's got that um it's got a, a bit of lightheartedness to it um and it is is just really enjoyable to um uh, to experience and yeah this one this one hits it out of the park for me so nice all right well cameron I think that pretty much wraps up our thoughts. I want to apologize. I feel like I've been stumbling over my words this whole episode. Uh, I don't know if I hit a wall in the middle of it, but I just feel bad about it. Usually I'm much more on point. Did you notice that, Cameron? Um, Pub- public really. shame me. Public shame me. You can do no, it. No, I, I think, he, I think Sorry. you're fine. You're firing me. That's the truth. No. Uh, you <laughs> I guys can't can fire look- you. <laughs> you guys can look forward to uh, um, Juzo being on the show for the next few weeks. Honestly... I feel like it's going to get nerdy here. I feel like you guys are going to get in-depth on some stuff. Um, Maybe, yeah. I'm excited to talk about Barbarian with him because I'm still kind of thinking about it and chewing on it. Um, yeah, and I, I'm interested in seeing what he thinks if he ends up rewatching Suspiria too because um, tonally they're very different movies, but I, def- I definitely want to see his um, thoughts because I, I didn't think about this as being sort of a hybrid funny scary movie mm. um, you know i think you guys it, should continue the conversation around audience watching horror movies with audiences too yeah for sure that would be fun for that'd sure. be good well we post every tuesday we appreciate you guys support we thank you for listening to the show 
uh, especially towards the to the end of it. And uh, we will catch you next week. Cinema Spectator is an ECFS Productions podcast that is fully funded on Patreon.com. Shout out to our producers, Darren O'Neill, for supporting the show and to the rest of you that support us at Patreon.com slash ECFS Productions. If you want to learn more about the benefits you can get, check out our Patreon. The show cannot happen without you great listeners, so we thank you for all your kindness and support.